everyone, and welcome to Women Who Write. I am Storm Young, author of The Pen Pal, a West Virginia mystery, which is out now, and you can get it on Amazon. Hey, y'all. I'm Rachel Wetzel, author of Outside the Truth, which is still very much in the works and absolutely nowhere near being finished. Also, I turned 22 on Sunday, so there's that, but I feel more like 82 than I do 22. <laughs> Hi everyone, I am Sarah Johnson, and while I do not have any writing projects going on right now, I do write small short stories with them presented with the motivation and inspiration. And welcome to Women Who Write. <laughs> so, it is a Bones Day, but it does not feel like a Bones Day. <laughs> uh, did you guys see that Rolling Stone magazine is actually trying to cancel Noodle? What do you guys think about that? Why are they trying to cancel a freaking dirt bug? Um, they said that it is causing people's like mental health to not be up at certain days. So they said it's overrated. <laughs> oh jokes on them. <laughs> okay, jokes on them. I already have bad form I already have bad mental health. What's the difference? <laughs> Same. Same. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I don't know. It's so stupid that they're trying to cancel him. Like, I think that's the most innocent account on the internet. It is. It's so wholesome. This morning, I just watched the video a couple minutes ago. Uh, he woke up at 5 o'clock this morning to noodles peeing on his wool sweater and then going oh, back. No. <laughs> <laughs> but somehow it was still a no-bones day. Noodle was really proud of himself. <laughs> I think I guess that's how he feels about being canceled. He's like pissed on that, you know? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> okay, what's really funny is they didn't he like the uh, Noodles owner didn't even find the article for days after it yeah. was published. Video he was like tried to cancel my dog. <laughs> I feel so bad that I don't know that man's name though. It's just his pug. <laughs> I don't know his name either. It starts with a J. <laughs> I don't remember anything beyond that. I think it's John or Justin. Or, I don't know if... See, now I feel like I have to look. That's what I'm doing. I kind of want to say it's Jeremy, but I think that's just because that's my brother's name. See, I was thinking, I'm like, is it Joe? Jonathan. Jonathan. John, oh. all right. Sorry. John, you're listening to this. We Which apologize. You never will. <laughs> I love noodles. <laughs> um, Sarah, did you see the cat? Um, you know what? I did not. But then again, I also didn't leave my dorm room today. I just, I just did not go to my nine thirty. This is why I can't put the podcast in my email signature. So when I email professors, they just. <laughs> <laughs> This is why. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> pretty bad. I'm not gonna lie. And be like, is this why she's not coming to class? <laughs> oh my goodness. I can't. Oh, Rachel, did you find a drink this week? I did, but I'm texting my mom goodnight, so I'll read that momentarily. I apologize. Night, Rachel's mom. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear you, but I'll tell I you. I know. Good night. 
She needs to know that I care. <laughs> okay, so I have another drink recommendation per the request of Storm's grandma. And I also have a snack as well because you request snacks too. Um, this drink is sticking to the fall theme as well as a spooky theme that, you know, because I'm not over Halloween yet. Um, it's Christmas. It's called the Poisoned Apple Cocktail. If you know, you know. Um, th- this one actually has ingredient measurements, so good luck. Um, <laughs> it's one third cup of apple cider, one third cup of cranberry juice, two ounces of fireball, one ounce of grenadine, ice, and an optional one fourth teaspoon of edible gold glitter stirred in to give it a magical shimmer. Uh, that drink sounds a little bit more up my alley in terms of taste than the Hocus Pocus did, but that's just because I'm a sucker for apple cider, but I'd personally use apple whiskey instead of apple juice because extra booze. Um, and I might just add a cinnamon stick or ground cinnamon because fireball is typically a no-go for me. I've had a little bit too much of that in my lifetime. (laughs) Um, That's one of the drinks that you smell and you uh, have a flashback to a night that you almost died. Oopsies. (laughs) Um, In terms of this snack, I'm going to keep it simple and keep it fall themed and recommend pumpkin seeds. They're super easy and they're not full of calories either, but they're also not messy. So you can eat them while you're reading without getting like shit all over the book. Oh, that's the worst. I personally buy the salted ones from the store, but you can, like, get a pumpkin and scoop out the seeds and rinse off the guts and, like, roast them yourself. And I've always wanted to do that with some garlic powder and chili powder. So, they're kind of customizable if you choose to do it yourself. I'm just lazy, so I buy it. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds really good, though. We used to make our own. Like, we carved pumpkin for Halloween, and then Mom would, like, make me pick out all of the seeds, and we'd soak them in water and a ton of salt, and I don't remember for how long, and then you put them in the dehydrator. I think I remember those pumpkin seeds. Yeah. (laughs) Am I the only one that hated picking them out of, like, the gook? I was like, I'm over this. Um, Yeah. I never liked it, but I was always stuck with the job, so. I feel like child abuse. (laughs) oh goodness okay so before we move on to the questions we're gonna do another round of book recommendations and this week i found mine off tiktok and it is it's called contained in darkness and i'm gonna read you just the beginning of her blurb because it was like super long so i just cut it down a little bit um so we start at the beginning our protagonist wakes up barefoot covered in blood and surrounded by the dead Without a name or memories, she runs, um, she decides to run away. And this is by um, Amberlyn Henning. I almost said that last name wrong like six times when I practiced. And honestly, she did a TikTok about it the other day. And it made me run to Amazon and put it in my cart. Like, it sounds so good. Well, I'm about to run to Amazon for that, too. Um, It's a fantasy book, too. And, like... I mean, clearly it's fantasy, but you know, you know, it like it had to do with like a kingdom and like a whole bunch of stuff. It you guys have to look it up. It's awesome sounding. 
I excuse me as I run to Amazon and add that <laughs> for books that I. <laughs> oh goodness! I love it. I was so excited. All right, and I'm going to actually recommend an actual published book for once. This might be the only published book Sarah tells the story. <laughs> Listen, I'll start going through the ones I've already read once or twice. Um, and actually, I chose Kindred by Octavia Butler. Um, it was this week's assignment for my African novels class. I have read it before for another class, but it was the graphic novel um, edition. But it takes place in the mid to late 1970s, and the back summary reads, because I actually have this um, sitting beside me right now. Dana, a modern black woman, is celebrating her 26th birthday with her new husband when she is snatched from her home in California and transported to the Annabellum South. Rufus, the white son of a plantation owner, is drowning, and Dana has, has been summoned to save him. Dana is drawn back repeatedly through time to the slaves' quarters, and each time the stay grows longer, more, oh gosh, artists, arduous, me <laughs> going, oh no, I recommend this and I can't say a word, more arduous and more dangerous until it is uncertain whether or not Dana's life will end long before it has a chance to begin. Excuse me as I order this book. <laughs> it's really good. It actually we're, is. We're all going to go in debt. <laughs> Like, I'm going to have to find another credit card that <laughs> me and just use it strictly to buy books. <laughs> Same. <laughs> we have um, a problem. We do. I, I'd say we need book rehab, but I think this is an addiction that I don't want to end. Same. <laughs> so the book that I have chosen to recommend this week is a nonfiction true crime book written by former Colorado Springs homicide detective and host of the TV show Homicide Hunter, Joe Kenda. And it's called Killer Triggers. The Amazon summary written by Kenda is as follows. The most common triggers for homicide are fear, rage, revenge, money, lust, and more rarely, sheer madness. This isn't an exact science, of course. Any given murder can have multiple triggers. Sex and revenge seem to be common partners in crime. Rage, money, and revenge make for a dangerous trifecta of triggers as well. This book offers my memories of homicide cases that I have investigated or oversaw. In each case, I examine the trigger that led to death. I chose this theme for the book because even though the why of a murder case may not be critical in an investigation, it can sometimes lead us to the killer. And even if we solve the case without knowing the trigger, the why still intrigues us, disrupting our dreams and lingering in our, lingering, oh my goodness, <laughs> lingering in our minds, perhaps because each of us fears the demons that lie within our own psyche, the triggers are waiting to, the triggers waiting to be pulled. I promise I can English. Um, but I'm obsessed with Joe Kenda. He's like my hero. And I've watched all of Homicide Hunter twice. So naturally, I ran out and bought both of his books. And I haven't read the other one, but I read this one. And I have it on my Kindle. And this is the one that I will send screenshots of like the way that he's worded stuff that's like hilarious. And he's just like straight up calling people out for being dumb. Um, I, I need this book. It sounds so good. It's it's on I don't think it's on Kindle Unlimited, but this was the cheaper of the two. And 
if you like true crime, you need to fucking read it. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, if you like true crime, you also need to watch Homicide Hunter. It's on Hulu. I like the way it talked about, like, in our own psyche, because, like, that's deep. I love that. Right? And, like, because he talks about all these cases. And, like, the why. Like, he said the why. And then, like, I know he's talking of times too you go home and you replay all this shit and then it takes a toll on your mental health and you have to deal with that and that makes you think about like what triggers do I have Ooh. and it's it's like really weird to think about because like when you have a true crime brain you're going okay what are my triggers <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know I really don't I don't want to know what mine would be but I think we can say that out of the three of us, I am the, like, top pick is who's, is to who's going to murder someone one day. So, oh, no. <laughs> I mean, that some- needs to be in a yearbook. Okay. You know, like, the most likely to category. I was actually voted most likely to become president in third grade and senior year of high school. So. Really? Wasn't it pr- most likely to become president in senior year, Sarah? Oh, something like that. It was most like, or most likely to succeed, or some shit like that. And here I am doing no such thing. <laughs> I was gonna say, there's you with like this real, this nice aspiration, and then there's me with best smile, and I'm like, fuck. But y'all, Y'all's senior year, I was being homeschooled by myself. <laughs> but Sarah, you literally smiled at everyone all the time. Oh my That's god. True. <laughs> The ladybug is gone. It is no longer helping us record, so we can continue. (laughs) God. All right. So last week we ended the show without answering all of our questions from TikTok. So let's start off by finishing those questions. Um, And the first one is, do you like Disney retellings? And you know what? I'm not sure I have much of an opinion on this since I don't know a ton regarding the the originals. And mostly know the retellings. So most Disney retellings are um, based They're off of the Brothers Grimm stories. Yeah. And I, while I do like the Disney retellings, I only like them to an extent because I am a sucker for the original like Brothers Grimm stories because they're violent, twisted, and really freaking gory. <laughs> Like, I actually think I have two volumes of their stories somewhere. My mom found them and, like, got them for me and was just like, here, take these. And I was like, oh. The Um, first time I found out how gory they were, I was actually, like, shocked. Because I forget which one it was. So you can, like, tell me if you know. But what one did, like, the crows pick out the girl's eyes? Um, Cinderella, I think. Yeah, I think it was Cinderella. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> it was either I was not prepared. or Sleeping Beauty. <clears throat> because she was laying in the wood. I don't know. I'll Google it. Okay. While you Google that, I'll give my answer real quick. And then we'll come back. Okay, so I actually love Disney retellings. And I think you guys both know. Like, I'm a huge sucker for Disney princesses. Um, that's why my wedding was Beauty and the Beast themed, and my daughter's name is Ariel, so. 
<laughs> oh, it was it was Cinderella. It was it. By the way, yeah. Okay. Oh, it's me next. Just kidding. Okay. So our next question is, what is your favorite book talk book? And um, I know the selection was going around on book talk a while ago. And it is so much like The Bachelor, just a lot more innocent, you know, because it's like a YA novel. So they don't put like a whole bunch of like, you know, sexy scenes in it. So I definitely pick that one. Um. Once again, I'm not sure how much input I can put on this one since I'm generally not on book talk. Um, that feels like a sin for this podcast. <laughs> but um, the occasional video pops up on my For You page, and I can't tell you the last time I read a book for enjoyment. Um, and it wasn't for class or was a piece of fan fiction. <laughs> Oops. Oops. <laughs> um. I am absolutely obsessed with The Arrangement and Widow Falls by Kirsten. I think her last name is pr- pronounced Maud, like Maudlin, I think. If I butchered that, I apologize. Um, but I saw them both on Book Talk. Like, she posted a whole video like, so this is how my summer went, blah, blah, blah. And she gave the whole rundown of the book. And at the end, she was like, well, actually, that happened in my book. So if you think that sounds interesting, you should go buy it. And I was like, holy crap, what a way to market. I need these books right now. <laughs> um, so I ran to Amazon, like, immediately and uh, downloaded them. And they're freaking amazing. I love whenever they do those little skits. And it's like, this is what happened to me. Just kidding. My husband didn't have an affair with the woman next door. And then run away to England. It's in my book. <laughs> yeah, like that's 10 out of 10 how I'm going to market my book. But... I tried. It didn't work out for me. I couldn't figure out what the heck to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably going to be me. Uh... <laughs> Sarah, you're not talking a lot. Have you like decided that it's a no bones day or? Um, you know what? Probably. <laughs> Um, I kept on thinking her mic was cutting out so I was just trying to fill in (laughs) I did that last week too and somebody on TikTok called me out (laughs) they were like were you trying to cover for Sarah if her mic went out I was like yeah how can y'all tell (laughs) Um, so the next question is actually a really good one it reads, do you guys think book ideas can be stolen? How can I prevent it? So I definitely do think that book ideas can be stolen. And it sucks that some people are like that. It, You know, it feels like you're the smart kid in class and everybody's trying to like peek over your shoulder during a test. Um, I did read down to Storm's answer on our script. And you guys will hear her answer in a minute. And, like, understand mine a little bit more. But I personally think if your book is copyrighted in the proper legal manner, if I could learn how to read, then you're going to have a lot less issues claiming rights if someone doesn't, like, toss in a bunch of twists and turns and just, like, outright steals your idea than you would if you didn't pay for the copyright. So, honestly, I would recommend just paying the extra money and getting the copyright on your book just to be safe to make like the whole legal aspect a whole lot easier to deal with but to each their own if they don't choose to do that i can't stop you or change your mind you're your own person 
Um, copyright is unfortunately something I am not very up to date with, um, such as the laws that surround it. However, I would recommend, like Rachel said, just paying the extra money rather than trying to deal with it like later. Um, I know with like fan fiction, copyrights can be a little finicky, and I could go on a whole tangent with that. Um, but that's not what this question asks, so I won't. <laughs> Okay, so I had to do a lot of research for this whenever, like, I was getting ready, you know, to publish my book. Um, so by what I understand, if you write it down on paper, like, you put it in your laptop, that is now your property. You don't need to go out and buy a copyright if you don't want to. It is just for backup purposes. Um, so whenever I looked into it, it's $50 US. I don't know about anywhere else in the world. Um to get like the copyright from everybody, you know, the fancy website. I forget what it is. I'm sorry. Um, but also I did just find out, I didn't put this in a script, but uh, you could, it's called the poor boy copyright. Okay. So you print out your whole manuscript and you mail it to yourself. And since it has that federal date, like stamped on it, you know what I mean? Through the post office, then um, that can also count as long as you do not open it again. So it counts as like the day that you sent it would be the day that your copyright would be legitimized. Oh, that's kind of cool. Oh, so that's yeah. cool. And it saves you a lot of money too. Could you like have your manuscript notarized and have that count? <laughs> I actually think you could by what I understood about it. As long as there's somebody there and then like a date in signature and like somebody says they'll witness it you know then i feel like that could account so because i copyrighted my character names um because i had whenever i got my book deal they wanted one of my characters i don't think i can like discuss my deal but they wanted just one of them and i said no and they're like well we'd like to have a series of just this one character i'm like no so i went and copyrighted it <laughs> Yeah, that would be, like, almost worth it to just be like, um, no, you're not eating my character from me. They're mine. Yeah. They ask if I could just, like, sell them my one character and, um, take him out of my book. Um, no. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't even know that that was a thing you could do, but that's, um, actually very good knowledge now. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't either. <laughs> at all. Okay. Right. I was going to sing for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, what are your thoughts on science fiction books? Uh, the book I recommended this week is actually science fiction, and personally, I enjoy them. Unfortunately, they're not always my go-to, but I think they can be very good. Honestly, I don't read much science fiction, so I don't feel like I'm a good person to answer this one. <laughs> Um, I personally love science fiction type books. I've read Ender's Game like a half dozen times or more. I just have to be like in the right mood for science fiction because I usually lean more towards like the mystery crime section of writing, whether it be fiction or nonfiction. Also like historical fiction that revolves around World War II. 
or the Civil War. Those are also <laughs> my go-tos, but science fiction is up there with those. I don't ever think I've read a historical fiction book. Oh, they're so good. If you're if you love history, they're good. And I'm like I'm a history freak, and especially war history. So like, you know, all those books that Chloe keeps recommending that are mm-hmm. like they're all like World War Two historical fiction, and I cannot wait to read all of them because that's like my shit. Now I need one. Now y'all need me to go to Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> buy more books, guys. Let's buy more books. Okay. Don't have the, like, ask me twice. I'll do it. <laughs> um, okay. So our next question is, have any of you guys entered a short story writing contest? I put content on our script. <laughs> I didn't catch that. And I read this script like four times last night. <laughs> Oopsies. Um, so anyways, I entered one in middle school and it was honestly terrible. It was about going hunting (laughs) and I didn't describe anything. (laughs) I remember I put it because it was about me hunting a deer for the first time. Okay. I said, I shot it and it died. (laughs) (laughs) And that was it. (laughs) Oh, oh no. We love middle school storm. You've come so far. I think it's so bad. And now you have a published novel. Y'all, I got a side story. So last year I submitted a essay, okay, for college. And I forgot to put paragraphs. For some reason in my mind, I was like, oh, this is just one big story. <laughs> so my professor emailed me <laughs> the day my book came out. And he goes, honey, you've made it so far. You made paragraphs and a whole story. (laughs) And I laughed so hard I cried. I didn't know what to say. I still haven't responded. I just be like, thank you so much. Oh, no. I got a 60 on that paper. Oh. Please tell your professor to listen to this <laughs> because he's a legend. <laughs> he was so nice too. He let me redo it. He's like, I don't think you're dumb. I just don't think you had a brain that day. <laughs> oh, instead of a no bones day, it was a no brains day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's me today. <laughs> just don't have a brain. I don't think I ever have one. I don't know how I function. <laughs> the same. <sighs> Sorry, I had to tell y'all that. No, that's great. You've come so far. You made paragraphs and a whole story. He told me he wasn't going to read it because he was like, <laughs> he was like, if I read it and I see that you didn't put a paragraph on a page, I know I would email you. <laughs> no. <laughs> And I'm like, no, oh no, oh no, <laughs> no. Oh, okay, Sarah, tell us about your experience. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, fun fact: my school actually takes part, and I'm sorry, I can't stop laughing now. <laughs> Just spit out my drink. <laughs> 
Wait, who can't stop laughing? Sarah, was that you? Yeah. Yeah. We broke Sarah. There wasn't much to break, but it's okay. Mood. Okay. Last week and I couldn't stop laughing. Okay. Okay. I'm going to start my line over again. (laughs) (laughs) We have like five minutes of us just cracking up. I just hope the audience is laughing with us. Because if not, they're just listening in awkward silence. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> One of these days, if this gets big enough, we're going to do a meet and greet. And they're going to be like, so that whole time you were laughing in episode four, <laughs> I just sat there and stared at myself. <laughs> I was driving down the road, just trying to get to work, listening to y'all laughing about nothing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm okay. sorry, future audience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I'm calm again. I think. Okay. All right. Um, so fun fact, my school actually takes part in a semi-local competition with some of the other schools around us. And I actually entered this past year. And I've never heard anything. And I haven't looked into it since to see who won. So I could like if they posted their story, I haven't been able to read it yet because I haven't looked. Um, but it was a really fun experience. So, um, why did I not get to read what you wrote for this, or did I? No, because I wrote it for a different class and I just submitted it. Oh, that's amazing! I liked it and it okay. worked. Will you email it to me? <laughs> yeah, I gotta figure out what I entered. No <laughs> food. Um, so I actually have also entered a writing competition. Um, I was in fifth grade and I entered against kids in my school that were in fifth to eighth grade. I didn't think I would win, but I actually ended up winning first place in my school and my picture was in the paper. Um, I wrote a diary type story about a little girl who lived in a house on the battlefield of Gettysburg during the Civil War. And I wrote about what she did, what she could hear, and how she felt while the battle was going on. Um, My parents were extremely proud of me, but unfortunately, I think the fifth grade was when my creative and writing abilities peaked. (laughs) Now, let's just compare Rachel's fifth grade story to mine. You in fifth grade wrote, I shot it, it died, and now you have a published novel. I was winning writing awards in fifth grade, and now I can't do anything. (laughs) Oopsies. Oh, how the roles have reversed. It It was probably some weird connection. You know, we probably hugged one time and you just, like, gave me all your abilities to write. Probably. <laughs> it's probably that day I, like, when I hugged you right after you got married and just all my creative abilities passed through me right into you. That was it. It was so emotional. It was just the emotional tires. <clears throat> uh-huh. <laughs> um, so, this is actually something that Sarah found and sent in our group chat that we have. And we decided that we just had to talk about it. Um, It said, your doorbell rings, and it's a person from an alternate universe. And they say, I just want you to know, you are my favorite book character. I know how the book ends, and I want to change it. 
how would you react? So I personally feel like it meant my character, like it would mean that my character kicked the bucket. Um, because when you read a book and your favorite character dies, you kind of want to change the ending of it. So that would just automatically make me think that I like was unalived in the book. Um, but I would probably invite them in and ask me to tell and ask them to tell me about the book, the ending and how they'd like change the ending to better suit what they wanted. And then I don't know what I'd do with them. I'd probably ask them to leave because I don't like people. <laughs> uh, it's terrible because I didn't even think about asking them how it ended. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Um, so first of all, like Rachel said, it would make me think that I was going to die. Because um, everybody's favorite character in a book usually ends up dying. <laughs> so I feel like I would just free willingly trust this person. <laughs> But at the same time, if I was in a book, it would probably be the bad guy, like, trying to lure me into, like, some trap and then kill me. And then they would succeed. And then it was just all a big waste. But I don't think I could take the chance. So now I'm kind of afraid that that would happen. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. Like, do you guys just imagine that? If, like, somebody listens to this and then decides to pull a prank on us one year, I would go with them willingly. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> I'm never going to answer my door again. <laughs> I already don't answer my door. What are you talking about? The only person that knocks on our door is our neighbor, and she hasn't done that in a while. So, I mean, it's not like it's not like I get company a whole lot, but I'm just going to peek out and be like, are you here from another universe? Because if you are, <laughs> fuck away. <laughs> Rack's shotgun in background. I will blast you back out of this door, bud. Leave. Oh no! <laughs> like if you're here from another universe, you're about to be the one that's dead. Don't make me grab my murder flashlight. <laughs> Sarah on a college campus cannot own a firearm. Has to use a murder flashlight. Me in a house of eight guns. Do you guys know? I just literally was thinking she was just trying to give it a cute like pet name <laughs> instead of actually a flashlight. No, it's actually it's a mag light, isn't it, Sarah? Um, I think so. It's it, like it's got that magnet on the bottom, so the bottom's a little heavy. Yeah, that should be a mag light then, because doesn't mag stand for magnet? Or am I just that I'm stupid? <laughs> I'm dumb. Okay. Now Wait, I can you carry a taser? You know what? I don't know. I used to carry a knife, but I've lost like three of them over the last three years, so. I feel like if I was trusted with a taser, I'd accidentally tase myself, so a firearm's just my best bet. My keychain is has a lot on it, so I thought maybe if I just hit someone with it hard enough, I can make a break for it. Won't that have, like, your keys on it? Yeah. Well, you've got but it. Then they couldn't get it to, into your, like, home or your car or something. You've got it on a lanyard, don't you? So just, like, wrap yeah. your hand around it and swing it right for the balls and then run. <laughs> just, just aim right for the balls and, like, floor it. Or titties, if it's a woman. We're not discriminatory. Oh, no. Aim for the vagina. That hurts. Oh, that's true. <laughs> you have birthed a child. You should know that the vagina is a very pain-sensitive area. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. You're right. <laughs> I have 
not birthed a child, but one of my nieces did knee me in the vagina once, and it hurts. Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh. <laughs> oh, I haven't even answered the question yet. What do you have? We did that to her last time. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Okay, so my answer is I agree, and I think I would also be killed. I would die or some shit like that. However, if there is an adventure option, like <laughs> let's rewrite this ending type of deal. I I want to believe that I would take it. I would. I, I want to believe I would be an extrovert for once in my life. Um, and along the way, I want to hear them retell the story that they read, and by the end, I want to know what the ending was supposed to be. Okay, so hear me out. I thought of this while, like, Storm is reading hers. What if the person that knocks on your door and tells you that you're their favorite character in a book is also trying to say the life that you're living right now is the book that I've read, and I know how you're gonna fucking die, and I don't want you to die that way. Oh. Like, what if they are reading the book of your life and they know how you're going to kick the bucket? Okay, here's my question, side question. Is it, like, real life or is it, like, fantasy? Like, am I able to, like, kill a dragon? I Like, real life. Like, whatever's okay. going on in your life right now. Like, the book is about your life from birth to your death, even if you haven't reached your death yet. And they're going, I don't like how you die. I want to change it. And it's, like, your real life death. Ugh. Sarah, you gotta go first. I gotta think about it. <laughs> okay, I do have an answer. I <laughs> Okay, so I think, well, is there stipulations that they can't know how I die? I just have to trust them? I mean, I feel like they'd be able to say, oh, you're going to live to be like 102 and die a peaceful old age. But I feel like you could go out at like 40 as a hero and I want to change it. Okay, cool, cool. That's what I'm getting at. So if I'm dying, I've decided between now and 35 in like a really terrible way, like a car crash or something, you know, tell me. But if it's like 35 to like 60... I think I would have to have more detail about why, what happened. You know what I mean? Does that make any sense? Because I feel like knowing my family's medical history, this is just me, my family's medical history. Most people get cancer around the time they're 30 something. And if they told me I just instantly died in a car crash, then maybe it wouldn't be so terrible. That sounds really dark. I think I would want to know, like, how old I was, because then I might be able to judge what happened. Because if they're like, oh, you were 90 when you died, I'd be like, oh, cool. Like, my heart just took a shit. Or I finally drank myself to death. My liver was like, nope, bye. But if they're like, oh, you die at, like, 28, I'm going to be like, ooh, tell me how. Like, was I killed in a car accident? Did I stop a bank robbery? Oh, if I died doing something cool, I wouldn't change it. Yeah, like, if they were like, oh, you ran into a house that was burning and saved a little girl and her dog, but you died of smoke inhalation, I'd be like, no, bro, leave it. I died a fucking hero. Like, I saved somebody's life. 
Yeah. Like, let's not change that. But if they're like, oh, you ran your car into a tree, I'd be like, no, that's boring. We need to change that. I have another question once uh, Sarah answers. Continuing this question. I was about ready to say, um, I'm just over here just trying to make a whole new book. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, if this person from this alternate Re- like universe also happens to be my favorite book character of course i'm like <laughs> i'm gonna like make the most out of that but uh i also just want to have some spice in my life come on <laughs> okay but here's my question okay you find out how you die you change it but then you find out you die a worse death because you changed it like who knows you get super super ill and then you like suffer for like a long long time and you can't change it now how would you feel about that i mean you could still probably like no you only got one chance that was it okay but like couldn't you do something like completely reckless like couldn't you run into that burning house knowing that you're like dying very slowly like you have a malignant brain tumor and it's inoperable and it's going to kill you in like two years and you don't want to suffer through it, but you see a burning house, could you still run in and like take that risk and be like, oh, I'm just going to die now? Or do you have to die that alternate death? You have to die that alternate death because you had the opportunity before. Like you cannot die now until that, like, whatever. But you know that you could have a worse death. You know what I mean? So you get the chance to know the first one. And then you go on, and then you find out, like, your second death, but you can't change it now. But you know it could be worse than the first one. I feel like I party it up and live my best life until I couldn't. Yeah. I think that's the route I would go at this point. Like, let's take that shot. Like, let's take all the shots. Let's party. Let's, Let's do this. Let's do that. Like, whatever. Just live your life. Like, that cruise, we're going to go on it. That $1,500 savings account, or, like, that $15,000 savings account we have, we're going to blow through that shit. Just live your (laughs) life. I don't have a $15 savings account. I wish I did. But. I think I have a $5,000 one right now. That's not it. I don't have that much. I have, like, $110 in my checking account. (laughs) That's a whole number. Now, you know where all my COVID money that I get from school is going? It's going in that savings account. (laughs) Um, That went a little off the rails, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that did really go off the rails. Um, It's my my turn, I think. Um, Yeah. This is our last TikTok question. And before we talk about it, I just want to say that we really, really, really appreciate everyone that has sent in questions because we absolutely love answering them. Um, And we would really love to continue doing this in all of our episodes. So please, please, please keep the uh, questions coming. So the last TikTok question was, how do you feel about Christmas books? (sighs) The same way I feel about Hallmark movies that are Christmas-based. They're all the freaking same. Um, personally, I'm not really a huge fan of Christmas, but I'll keep the reasons why to myself because I don't want to turn this into a like religious podcast. Um, 
with that being said, if the plot of the book, outside of the fact that it's centered around cheesy-ass Christmas romance, sounded interesting, I would probably give it a shot because I'm not one to discriminate against books, but I'm probably going to hate it. Because I hate Christmas. <laughs> Rachel's the Grinch, and I'm Cindy Lou Who. So... <laughs> Like, I am the Grinch when he's, like, the Grinch didn't even have a heart. I'm worse than the Grinch. (laughs) So, Christmas is my favorite holiday. Even though everything bad happens on Christmas for me, I refuse to let it, like, ruin my spirits. Um, Christmas is so cozy and warm, and I feel like that's the same way with every Christmas book. If I see a Christmas book on the market, I typically buy it. So... (laughs) Get Storm Christmas books for Christmas. Got it. (laughs) I have an addiction. I have a problem. I'll have to ask my mom for some of those, like, Christmas mystery um, recommendations she has. Oh, if they're a Christmas mystery and somebody, like, dies in it, chances are I'll like it. I would say they're, like, Christmas murder mysteries. I saw the other day on TikTok, and it was very interesting, and I thought it was... We've talked about smut before, but this was a Christmas smut one where it was Santa Claus as the lover. And I'm going to have to tag you guys in it because it was interesting sounding. Like, not like bad, like really good, actually. Was it like how Santa is portrayed in like today's world, like big and jolly and ho, ho, ho? Or was it like sexy Santa? It was sexy Santa and, um, well, I forget how she described him, but it was, like, his chocolate skin, and he could be, like, a cookie. It was interesting. I can't explain it, but she made the description of his skin, like, a chocolate chip cookie. So, what and like Santa's not white. I've been saying that for years. Well, yeah, but and she was saying he was, like, I'm dark not- and... St- she was saying he was dark and steamy, and it sounded so good. And I'm not complaining that he's not white, either. I'm picturing Shamar Moore as Santa Claus now, and I'm not disappointed. Oh, that is an image I so needed. You're welcome for that. Oh. I'm picturing, like, Shamar Moore as Derek Morgan as Santa Claus, and I, I'm i not mad at that. <laughs> That's pretty much how she described it, too. And I'm like, oh, goodness. Yeah, okay. please. If she described him as I'm picturing Derek Morgan, please, please. Please tag me in it. I need to read it. I just loved how she described him, like with cookies, because I because you know Santa, haha. I don't know. I liked it. Sorry, oh, hair in my mouth. I was gonna say something, but got distracted. That's me. Oh, I didn't answer again. This is what happens. Sorry, I keep on running off the like the rails today. I'll chill out next week. I don't think any of us have a brain right now. It's okay. <laughs> it's like okay, I'm a seasonal decorator, and my Christmas directions my directions. Wow, <laughs> <Mood>. <laughs> my Christmas decorations are actually sitting um in my back seat right now in my car, and I love Christmas. However, since I'm not exactly a uh, Christian anymore, I definitely buy into the commercial aspect. Um, But I also very much enjoy the family aspect. So with that being said, I very much enjoy a good Christmas book. 
since Sarah pulled the religion card too, I'm just going to come out and say it. Christmas is a pagan holiday. Thank you for coming to yes. my talk. It is not a Christian holiday. It's a pagan holiday. And that is a hill I will die on. Yeah. I thought y'all were witches for a minute. <laughs> huh? I said, I forgot y'all were witches for a minute. I was like, wait, what? Oh, yeah, 10 out of 10. And the only Christmas episode of a TV show other than a Charlie Brown Christmas, obviously, because that's a classic and you can't just say you hate it because it's perfect. The only Christmas episode of a TV show that I will watch is um, A Very Supernatural Christmas. I watch it like five times every Christmas season. Because you haven't watched Eloise's Christmas where she's no, like, it's Christmas Eve, Eve. You have to watch it. That's your homework. Yeah, it no. I literally watch A Very Supernatural Christmas, Charlie Brown's Christmas, and the Home Alone movies. That, that's it. That, that's all I'll, I'll watch. I refuse to watch anything else Christmas. You have to watch that one this year. No. I'll come to your house. We will watch it. I will lock you out of my house. Bet. <laughs> Bet. <laughs> I think Mother has it. Well, I don't... I don't have your the keys of their your house down there, but uh, I think mom has a key to your parents' house. <laughs> so she's like, "Don't come home." <laughs> Oopsies. <laughs> okay, Rachel, oh. tell us about our exciting news. Crap, it's me. And then before we like announce our break, I feel like we should talk a little bit more. <laughs> okay, but uh, so this sort of ties in with Christmas question mark i think a little bit um did you guys know that the more a child is read to from birth on the more and the more they're encouraged to read as they get older can directly affect their development um it can help with motor and cognitive abilities in the earliest forms of childhood development um so with that being said the three of us want to do a fundraiser to help provide children with books Um, We have chosen Books for Kids as the organization we will be sending donations to. And we would like your help. Yes, you. If you're listening to this, you're a you. Um, And making the donation as large as possible. Their mission statement is Books for Kids promotes literacy among preschool-aged children in under-resourced communities. We create libraries and implement literacy programs in order to help children develop the critical early literacy and social emotional skills. That's really hard to say. Um, They need to be successful in kindergarten and beyond. So the three of us have decided that we're going to use my cash app to collect the donations because I never use it. Um, The app is just sort of sitting on my phone, like begging to be deleted because it's taking up space. Um, And my cash app card is also sitting in my wallet, taking up space. Um, So if you would like to assist us in donating to Books for Kids, please send a donation of any amount to the cash tag RACHW18. And please include Books for Kids in the memo line. My cash app and what needs to be provided in the memo line is linked in the show notes. I think I have it surrounded in asterisks. Um, in terms of making the donation, I think we should probably do it like right before Christmas. So on, sorry, I got an Instagram notification and got distracted. Uh, 
So on December 22nd, I will be using my Cash App card to make a direct donation to their website. I will be screen recording all of the donations we see we we receive. Oh my goodness, I think I need a literacy program. <laughs> um, I will be screen recording all the donations we receive and the amount. I do have a business cash app, so the transfer fees will all be, already be removed, like wallet showing in my balance. And screen recording myself making the donation and the receipt of the donation as proof that the money was used for what we said it was for and that the full amount was donated directly to the organization and I will like post that screen recording on my TikTok so that y'all can see that like we didn't just jack your money um (laughs) because we would not do that if we're gonna donate to a book organization we're gonna donate yes yes very much so I'm so excited to be able to do this honestly ow sorry I just fell I dropped my phone I'm really excited to be able to do this and to be able to give back to everybody. I'm like, wait, <laughs> I'm lying on my own now. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> oh, you're lying. <laughs> oh, did it's I? Okay. Yeah. It's okay. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so sorry. It's okay. I'll just steal Storm's line. <laughs> oh, okay. Me too. We might be able to make a small, we might be a small podcast, but I feel like we can make a huge impact. Um, now I feel like that was awkward. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I mean, we're already all awkward anyway, so. Okay. Um, so, Storm, did we have any other TikTok questions or was that really like the end of it, end of it? Uh, that was really, ow, the end of it, end of it. And um, what was I going to say? I'm pretty sure we're going to have like a lengthy interview with Alexis Tomorrow, since we're going to be doing it, like, after she gets off work. So, I feel like we're good and ready for break. I'm trying to look through the script. How many questions do we have for her? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And then if she has any questions for us. So, yeah. Unless anybody has anything else that they want to ask or say or add. I don't think so. Um, I don't think so. This isn't necessarily for the podcast. It is just something I noticed. Um, I'm not sure that somebody can fill out the form for questions more than once. Oh, really? Really, because I want to do it again. Because I had a question, I thought it would just be easier to keep them all together. And it wouldn't let me fill it out again. Um, I'll just have to redo that then. I'll have to see how to fix that. I think there's, like, because you're using Google Forms, right? Yeah. There should be, when you go to the end of it, it should say, like, allow multiple responses per device. Okay. I can go do that right now, actually. Um, Sarah, didn't you have another question the other day? Did that get written into the script? No, it did not get written in. Hold on. What What was it? I'm looking for it. Hold on. I can't. I remember what it was about. Hold on. Storm, are you redoing that? Guys, a message in the group chat real quick. Okay. Um, I know that they're like listening to us ramble while Sarah finds that question. Um, 
Storm, why don't you include a line that says suggestions for like specific themed episodes? Because we have oh god, where did my notes go? Uh, we have oh really? Wow, it just yeeted. Uh, we have writer's block and smut books. Um, somebody like- wanted a supernatural episode. I think that's why. Like, um, I sent in the group chat earlier. Like, talk about ghosts. Um, they want ghost book recommendations. They want to hear about what they shouldn't like do in the woods. They want it to be like pretty much just ghost and supernaturally type. But they said um, like it didn't have to be all about books if we didn't want to. They just wanted to hear a little bit more about it. Oh, and I mean, I can educate them on what not to do in the woods because I am very well versed. <laughs> so they okay. kind of just want like a side episode of sorts is what yeah. I'm getting at. Yeah. Sarah read my message. I will be right back. I did? Yeah, on Facebook. Yeah, I Oh, I haven't read it, but I have the the, the thing open. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay, I'll be right back. Okay. Um, But, yeah. I found my question, but we'll wait for Storm to get back. Yeah, I've got, like, a list going bonus episode ideas because we had the writer's block and the smut books and now we've got like the supernatural episode. I kind of forgot how to word there for a second. I'm trying to think of any other episodes we could do. Yeah, that's my thing. Like again, my creative ability peaked in fifth grade. Like, I don't want to say we could, like, delve into some of the genres, but I feel like that would get kind of... Eh. Well, I mean, it's bonus episodes. Um, I also looked just a minute ago on our Google Forms while I was doing it. Somebody said we need to do a drunk storytelling side episode. Oh, yeah, that's going in under bonus episodes because I got a lot. <laughs> Like, they want us to get drunk during the episode. Oh, they want oh. us to get shit-faced? And like yeah. Books. And talk about books. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, yeah. oh. Just let me know, like, a week in advance when we want to do that. <laughs> Stock up on wine. Yeah. I don't get drunk that often. I've been drunk, like, once. And that but was that was a, a suggestion. Just saying. Um, but I would definitely, like, put in a line that says, do you have any, like, theme bonus episode ideas for us? Because we only have four. And, like, I listen to Morbid, the true crime podcast, and they do mm-hmm. listen tales where they tell, like, paranormal and true crime stories that the listeners send in. And they do, like, they consider those their bonus episodes, and they do them, like, once or twice a month. So I feel like we should do a bonus episode once a month-ish. I'm fine with that. We were also yeah. asked, I'm looking at it now, would you guys be willing to do two episodes a week? One, well, we just talked about that. One where you just talk about whatever and then the other one talking about books. I can't get enough of you guys. Oh, that makes me really happy. That, 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 makes, that makes me happy as well. I just don't know what other available days everyone has. I mean, I can do Friday nights usually, or like anytime Friday because I have Fridays off. 
Um, I just don't know if that's something that we could do like every week because I feel like we'd run out of crap to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But See, like, I feel like we could do it every other week, probably. Yeah. And like, sorry, I'm writing. I forgot how to spell occasional. <laughs> um, maybe we could do those as like random bonus episodes. See, that's why eventually we, were, we need to get a Patreon. Eventually. Not right now. Or yeah, when we get, like, more people's. Um, I would definitely have to plan, like, my trips home around those. But it's not too hard. Because I'm always driving home on Fridays. True. And I have, like, I would just record in my car on the drive home. Except for that loud can be drive. And, like, it can be, like, loud. And it's long, and I have dead zones. Oh, we also did have a question on my live. I told Rachel about it, and I forgot. Somebody asked how you get your hair so curly, Sarah. Um, It's just naturally curly. Yeah. It just made I me mean, laugh. I did, I did the bowl method yesterday, and it turned out really well. I didn't do it today. I just threw it up. Like, I got up, and I was like, I'm not dealing with this. I'm not going out. What's the purpose? <laughs> My hair is just trash. <laughs> Same. Like, I have white trash hair. Mine's just, I don't know, it's just so flat. It used to be curly, and then I just brushed it so much and, like, straight ironed it and put so many chemicals in it. It's just not good now. Like, my hair wants to be wavy, but it wants to be straight. And I'm just like, I don't know what you're doing, so bun, here we come. <laughs> um... Yeah, my, my hair routine's mildly uh, high-maintenance <laughs> at times. High-maintenance. You prince out a full hair-washing schedule. <laughs> I only wash it twice a week. Like, I only wash it on, like, Wednesdays and, like, Friday. No, no Saturdays. It's Saturdays. Usually. <laughs> what was your other question, Sarah? Oh, my question. Um, what is the cringiest piece of literature you've read? I unfortunately have two answers for this and they're kind of just genres in a a way um YN fan fiction what's YN? your name you insert your name oh right I love them (laughs) I love those too like the one direction one shots on Wattpad when I was like 13 (laughs) They're so self-indulgent. They are. I I read them about Loki. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, if you want to consider a megaverse, that makes three for me. What was your other one? Um, you know the ones where it's like the wolf pack. Oh my god! Oh no! (laughs) I get sucked into those so fast. It's embarrassing. Um, can I say the cringiest piece of literature that I've ever read is my own literature? I feel like that's a valid answer. Yeah, that's very valid. (laughs) Um, we, we can, you can also go off of that and say, if you ever find my Wattpad, (laughs) there's some pretty cringy things on that thing. You know, I got one. And it is, 
I'm so sorry to my dad in advance. Um, I found his journal from high school. And uh, <laughs> I'm telling his secret. I feel bad now. Um, he was trying to write a book, okay? And um, it was about a squirrel. And it was, the squirrel was, like, running around a house. And, like, it didn't, like, know how to stop running. And it was supposed to talk about, like, people in jobs. And, you know, like, how you're constantly on the track of, like, working nonstop. That was the depiction of the squirrel. But when you're reading it, you don't get that. Oh. I'm so so sorry, Dad. But it was so bad. Oh, no. And his teacher, so I looked at it because he, like, turned it in, right, for an assignment. He got a zero. Oh. <laughs> I felt so bad. The teacher said it made no sense, and it didn't. But still. That's sad. And he doesn't know, like, to this day that I read it. So, and I know he listens to our podcast, so he's going to call me later. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> um, yeah, I think we're good. <laughs> I think the squirrel's a great place to end. It took an hour before it cut Storm off for me. Oh, that's good. Cool. <laughs> oh, well, Sarah Geet it again. Um, isn't she the one that introduces our star to our guest star this week? Yeah, so we'll just give it a second. We've already rambled this much. If they're still listening, they're a trooper and they deserve, like, a reward. I'll make y'all Christmas cookies! (laughs) Sarah, all that says is Sarah, open quotation, and then it just... I think you're supposed to say part two. (laughs) I was typing a bunch of numbers and I hit enter before I could finish. Oh, that's a mood. <laughs> uh, so unless we have anything else to talk about, Sarah, you have the last line before we cut to our interview. Y'all, how do you say her last name? Manus, I thought. I think it's Manus. Alexis, if we're pronouncing this wrong, we are terribly sorry. Yes, We will okay. make sure to ask you. Well, friends, that's... How about you tell us about yourself? Hi, so I am a new author. I'm currently working on a anthology and then my debut novel. Um, I currently live in San Diego. I've been writing for about 10 years professionally, but not for any of my own books or anything, mostly like blogs and magazines and stuff like that. But I'm really excited to be like taking this new turn in my career and just like getting myself started uh, writing some books. We're so excited to have you. Thank you for being on. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm really happy to be here. So we've gone over your TikTok, and we think that your book sounds absolutely amazing. Oh, thank Uh, you so much. Would you be willing to, like, give us a rundown of the book and maybe even tell us a little bit about, like, what inspired you to write it? Yeah, sure. So did you want to hear about the anthology that I'm working on with some other authors or like my debut that I'm putting out next year? Um, the debut was the um, crap, the title just like 
Um, so the debut is Vengeance Becomes Her. Um, that's the one I've been promoting in like all the red kind of <laughs> um, imagery and stuff. And then the anthology is the one with like the mermaids and stuff. So um, I'm happy to talk about either, but it, go ahead and tell us about both. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sure. Um, so the anthology that I'm working on is with about 10 other authors. It's called Curves and Magic. It's out next March. Um, that is going to be like a collection of stories. And the concept is that all of the stories have a plus size main character. Um, my story in particular is going to be based around like a coastal setting with like mermaids and a queen um, who is trying to find like a balance between ruling like on land and then also collaborating with the mermaids in the ocean. And that creates like some political issues. And then also there's some romance that arises out of that. Um, so basically, it's more of a um, romance, fantasy, kind of like a um, personal growth story all combined into one. Um, so I'm really excited about it. I think it will be a quick, fast, like fun read for people. It's pretty light. So um, yeah, that is going to be focused more on like the aesthetic and like romantic elements of fantasy, whereas like my debut, Vengeance Becomes Her, is going to be a dark fantasy for adults only. So going to take a de- very different direction um the main the main plot is re- like revolves around revenge and um it's like a lot of um fighting you know you have a stabby um main character <laughs> who <laughs> likes to establish like her independence and be like fierce and kick ass so um they're really really different but i think it's um a cool way to explore different types of writing um, but, um, I think my debut Vengeance Becomes Her is a lot more like what you'll be able to expect from me in the future. Definitely going to stick with a lot of dark fantasy, a lot of like morally gray characters and probably a bit more on the violent gory side and also like, you know, a little bit sexy. So I think, um, that one will definitely be the direction I go for the most part, but who knows what will happen with, um, Curves and Magic after this is released, if it goes well, um, I might continue that story after we, um, get our novellas back so yeah I don't know but um there's a lot of potential there and I'm excited about both but they're just really really different now side question before Storm jumps in um is the main female character of like your debut novel is she also like a plus size main character or yes um I intend to most likely write if most not if sorry most if not all of my main characters will likely be plus size just because I am and it kind of makes sense to me to write it because there's such a lack of it in fantasy books right now so it seems like something I can genuinely write to help create more options for readers and it just seems more true to myself Um, but I'm not saying I won't ever write a straight size main character but right now all the stories that I have planned uh, do center around plus size women I love that thank you I truly love that Thanks. I'm really excited about it. I think it will be great for a lot of readers who really want that. Okay. Um, so I was curious about your creative process, like in terms of getting your ideas down on paper and developing a, a plot and details. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So I'm like a thousand percent a pantser, like to the fullest. I like don't do any <laughs> prep work. I don't do any outlining. And it definitely bites me in the ass sometimes. But at the same time, I think I couldn't imagine doing it any other way. Because usually the way ideas come to me will be like in a dream or like while I'm journaling or like I'll see a picture or a song and like I'll have this like story pop in my head or like a person pop in my <clears> head. And then 
I kind of just have to like usually just like make a bullet point list in like my notes app when that happens because I'm like usually on the go or like working or sleeping. <laughs> so I'll try and get like whatever I think like on the top of my head in a notes app. And then from that chaotic bulleted list, if it's even that organized, um, I'll usually like set aside time to just sit down in front of my computer and like let the words flow as much as they will. And then I kind of just do that <laughs> until I get through like the entire book or like how long I think I want it to be like when I find an ending. And then after that, I go back and I start revising like during that whole time when I'm just kind of like word vomiting for like a thousand hours I'll have like ideas pop in my head that help me like okay this is what needs to happen back there or like this is how like the theme needs to be or like the character arc needs to be and I'll get like more clarity as I like kind of just type away and I'll kind of like keep that information in like a notes folder like in my um software my writing software and then when I go back to the very beginning and start revising I'll basically do like start over from that that doc that I have and go through and like literally read it and rewrite it at the same time and like try and work in all those new ideas and like create more um what's it called like make it flow better um so that was like my first revisions and then after that I'll go back and read it and do it again and I pretty much do that until I feel like I have like a flow like a good flow to the story and like a lot of the plot holes are fixed so it's really kind of just like layering over and over I call it like a cake bake a bake wait a cake baking process um where I like you know you have to like have the ingredients and then you have to bake it and then like you go back and like add the frosting and decorate it so I feel like it's just a very layered process for me and it, it takes a long time like it's definitely not the most efficient but I think that's the best way to like get my ideas to flow the most organically and like I like to have a lot of emotional basis for my stories so I think that that lets me get caught up in the emotions of the characters and then I go back and worry about like potholes and like looking at facts and like double checking like things I'm saying and like the tense and all of that so it's a little bit chaotic but I feel like I understand <laughs> I don't know if you guys understand that but for me I it works <laughs> I understand that so much because that's kind of how I am um oh good <laughs> it's funny you mentioned, like you'll hear a song and you think of an idea because Sarah actually <laughs> like five voice messages the other day when she was coming back like when she was going back to school and she was like, guys, why is it that every music? She was like, I don't even like country music and listen to it. That <laughs> um, do you like have a particular, because it's country music for me too, that like when I get ideas, like that's where oh, really? all of my ideas come from. Do you have like a particular genre of music that you're like, oh, idea. And it's just like <laughs> consistent with that or. Um, well, I don't know if it's necessarily like a specific genre. Um, it's definitely like more emotionally charged music. Like for instance, that part of the idea for my debut came from Evanescence songs because I was listening to the, like one of their older albums and it kind of just like sparked this like angsty feel and it went well with like the idea. And then like literally that like took over the vibe of the book for the first, like the first couple months of me working on it. Um, so yeah, I feel like it's just like more like really emotional music does that for me. So like, it could be like metal, it could be like, um, it could even be like like um, instrumental songs. Like I have a couple that I really, really like, like that kind of like stir up a lot of emotion in me and then that will help give me an idea. But it's definitely more like, it has to be kind of dramatic. <laughs> I like really dramatic like characters. So like, I think I have to listen to music that like really like either makes me like really mad, like works up like anger or works up like sadness or like makes me feel like 
something to get like that idea but it's usually not so much lyric based as it is just like the overall vibe of like the instruments that are being used so it kind of answered that but not really there's no specific genre it's just like a vibe (laughs) (laughs) the vibe thing makes sense yeah oh i have that in my driving playlist too i haven't come up with an idea for it yet but it's only a matter of time yeah. <laughs> okay, so are you self-publishing or going through a publishing house? Um, can you tell us about your experience either way and offer advice for our listeners who are considering the same path? Sure. Um, so back before I really started like researching and learning more about like what it means to be an author and like what a publishing house actually does, I definitely thought like I was going to do traditional, like I didn't even really think that there was another option. But when I started kind of like getting really involved in like book talk and author talk, I like was exposed to so much more information and saw so many authors like doing the indie author thing so well. And so like, as soon as I started getting that kind of information, I knew like immediately like indie publishing was the only option for me or like self-publishing, whatever you want to call it. Um, So I'm definitely going to be doing that. Um, for the foreseeable future, I wouldn't say I would never do traditional publishing, but I don't think the books that I write fit into any of the, like, kind of boxes that they want you to be checking. Um, so for me, I decided to do the self-publishing route just so I could have full creative control. And I really want to write, like, adult dark fantasy, which is kind of a hard genre to break into in traditional, um, especially as a woman. I feel like there's still a lot of barriers there. So for me, for now, for the types of books I'm going to write, it's definitely going to be indie. Um, and I think that that choice was really just based on, like, how much creative freedom do I want? What are my priorities? So, like, for me, um, money and, like, notoriety aren't, like, a priority at all. Like, I, I mean, yeah, of course, like, every author would love to have, you know, their book be a, become a bestseller or, like, you know, something <laughs> amazing. But, like, that's really not my goal or, like, something I'm really too worried about. So, that made it easy to do traditional publishing or self-publishing because you know like that is the biggest obstacle is like the money problem like it's hard to like get to the point where you're like really making a profit unless you like really really like grind and stuff so for me um it's really just about creative freedom and I don't want to compromise on anything like I don't want to have to be like have a publisher tell me like you need to cut this character you need to cut this scene or you know like I want to have the final say and uh, like especially with like cover stuff um because I like I said I've been a writer for like 10 years and I've been like creating for other people or like other people's magazines or blogs and I've never really had that creative freedom to like say like no this is my vision like I'm going to protect that and that's it is going to be this so for me that is like my main driver in indie publishing so yeah, it's kind of been like an interesting process to learn about that. And like, it's definitely a huge learning curve. Like there are so many things you have to be like a complete publishing house on your own. So I'm trying to take it like one minute at a time. Like right now, I'm still like trying to learn about all that stuff. But my priority is like getting these books like written and polished. And then like while they're off and editing, like learning more about the process of like actually publishing and like managing ads and all that. So I think you really have to like, be able to handle that kind of pressure to do indie publishing from what I've heard. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Like, I'm optimistic. I think I'll be able to do it. And I, I believe in, like, the vision that I have. But it's definitely going to be, like, a a huge learning curve and a lot of work. Okay. it's I, I have the next line. I just wanted to make sure nobody else is going to say anything. <laughs> I feel like I interrupt everybody all the time. Um, 
I'm all over the place, and that's, like, completely normal for me, but I apologize for jumping topics so much. Um, oh, no worries. I kind of want to shift back to, like, the focus of your books for just a minute. Mm-hmm. You kind of talked a little bit about it in, uh, on Storm's last question, but could you tell us a little bit more about, like, how you're bringing plus-size characters to the forefront in your books and, like, how – I know you said that, like, you're writing kind of what you know, mm-hmm. um, but just, like, how you're – I don't know how to word it and make it make sense. Um, <laughs> I, think, I, just, I think I know what you're trying to ask. I just absolutely, like, love the idea of plus-size women getting the representation in books that they deserve is the main character because you don't see that. And it's Yeah, hard I totally agree. When you're – because I'm plus-size, too, and it's hard to relate to the main female character, especially when they're, mm-hmm. like, like, like their physical characteristics are described because you're like, oh, well, I'm not skinny. I can't relate to that. So, like, it's like I don't have, like, the flat stomach or – whatever that's like written in and I just like want to know more about how you're pulling that all into your books yeah so um it's funny that you actually mentioned like those descriptions because that's kind of like what really pushed me to like make this like a a goal of mine um because the first book I was gonna write it was always gonna be a plus size main character and I was like well maybe it won't be like a thing but now like since it is so like pervasively like every character is described as like thin and like (laughs) like really lightweight and like waif like like now I'm like okay now I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do it right like I really want to make sure that representation is there so like for me um I know a lot of authors especially in the romance genre like really focus on kind of like the struggle and growth of like being a plus size woman and like accepting that um as far as uh what I'm working on now that won't be part of my books like I don't want to focus on like the journey to accepting yourself it's just gonna be like some bad bitches who happen to be plus size like doing things that heroines or even villains or morally (laughs) gray characters do. Um, So like, I will have context to like, um, I want to have a lot of body positivity, like with the romantic, um, the romantic interests. Like I want them to appreciate their body and like be happy with it. And like, you know, like show that kind of like appreciation for it. And I also want my characters to be like very happy in their body. And like, Honestly, some of them are even kind of arrogant um, about it. <laughs> like, very confident women, for sure. Um, so I just really want it to be something that feels natural and, like, just part of who they are. It's not going to be, like, a huge thing. I do have, like, little um, – I, I don't know what to call them – little nuggets, like, throughout the book for people who are plus size reading it. Like, there's, like, a scene where uh, my main character from Vengeance Becomes Her is, like, sitting at a bench, and she tries to, like, storm off. But, like, her thighs are big. So, like, there's kind of, like, they prevent her from getting out of the table swiftly. Like, she, like, is crowded in there by a bunch of people. So, like, so she gets, you have, like, this kind of, like, internal struggle where she's, like, you know, damn, I really want to, like, be dramatic and storm off. But here I am, like, trying to get my leg out. Like, <laughs> so I have, like, little things like that in, interspersed throughout the story where they're not, like, moments where you're, like, oh, yeah, that's totally what it is to be a plus size person. You're, like, haha, like, I can totally relate. Like, I love, like, they're just, like, little, like, things that I want my readers to be able to relate to that like aren't a big deal but like make them connect to the story and feel seen if that makes sense yeah that makes perfect sense I love that so much thank you and, yeah I'm really excited like about the it whole thigh thing probably, <laughs> because coming from somebody with like super thick thighs and that's perfect I love it so much <laughs> yeah so much I'm glad <laughs> you can relate I try to like put little things where like and there's like a scene where she's like 
like she it's funny because my characters are pretty like they are athletic because they're like storming through an entire like you know country or they're like like learning sword fighting so they're not like not athletic but they're not athletic people to begin with kind of like they're not like you know um like for example like my main character she has to learn how to like train with different weapons and stuff and she's like I really don't like doing this like I hate sweating like I don't want to walk like across like this whole thing behind a super tall person like there's little moments like that where I'm like I kind of like try to put my own daily experiences or like things that I kind of like notice about like just like kind of being like the non-athletic friend kind of vibes in there um so yeah I think there'll be little like things that people can relate to at least I hope so and like it makes it more natural without having to have that whole like um reflection on like your body or like reflection on like the hardships of being a plus size person because that's not really going to be a part of it it's going to be more of like a a nod and like an appreciation of like how badass plus size women can be I absolutely love that I feel like it stands out a lot too compared to a lot of books that I have read with like plus size uh characters it's usually just the struggle so I really like to see just them having the confidence I love that so much Thanks. Yeah, I totally agree. That's kind of like why I've been trying to be more conscious about like adding those little like tidbits throughout the story. And so I feel like this, I feel like the same kind of fatigue from reading a lot of books where it's like the focus is on them, like kind of struggling and like the, the negative sides of being, you know, plus size, not like celebrating like how, you know, your body is or like how, you know, you can do all the same things and still be like, a hero you can still be like you know an assassin and like it's it shouldn't be like this huge divide like it is in the book community i agree i love that so much thanks okay so i think wait. sarah's dead <laughs> <laughs> fucked up in the chat okay <laughs> um y'all got me distracted okay it's me <laughs> um so what times of the day do you find yourself writing the most? And is it usually the same time of day or does it like vary? Um, so I actually write with a writing group that I met on TikTok. Um, so we have a meeting time like five days a week, I think. And I work full time otherwise. So like I really only write at this time. So it's like from eight to like 945 at night. And that is, like, usually the only time I'll write. Like, actually sit down with my computer and write. I'll, like, jot notes down during the day if I think of something or, like, a quote or, like, a if a scene pops in my head, I'll, like, type it into my notes app. But the only time I sit down and actually, like, write on weekdays is <laughs> that 8 to 9.45 slot with my writing <laughs> um, group. It's Late Night Writers Club, if you've heard of it. Um, but it's awesome. Um, it's super motivating. And we have, like, little five-minute breaks between our 20-minute sprints. And I get, like, so much done. It seems like an hour and 45 minutes a day is nothing. And it kind of is compared to most writers. But like, like I said, I write for a living and I do a lot of like content stuff. So I'm, I don't want to write all day. Um, but yeah, so and then on weekends, um, recently I've been spending like most of my weekends, like five hours a day at least writing um, just because I'm trying to finish up two different stories. And I have a third story that recently popped in my head that I like cannot stop jotting down notes for. So, um, yeah, I usually write during the times during the week, and then I try and put aside, like, at least six hours on a normal weekend, but since it's nano, I'm doing, like, 10 to 12 hours a weekend writing. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty steady, but it just kind of depends on, like, what life's like. 
I did not stick to Nano at all. I think I meant like <laughs> 5,000 words. So I applaud you. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I'm not as far as I wanted to be, but I it's hard revising a book and trying to hit word counts. So that's where that other book is kind of coming in. Like the other story idea is kind of coming in, helping me out. But I don't know. I might pull out on Nano uh, depending on how this weekend goes. I'm not really sure if I'm going to be able to hit 50K when I'm like <laughs> – I just finished editing my Curves and Magic novella last weekend. So that took up a ton of time. And then this weekend, week I spent like revising. So yeah, I have hardly gotten any words done. I think I'm at like 9,000. So we'll see. <laughs> I might have to pull out. <laughs> you both did better than me. I came up with a title and that was it. <laughs> I mean, the title is honestly like one of the hardest things. I, I just, I don't even have... <laughs> an official title for my novella that's like literally going out for editing in like three weeks like I'm I'm like trying to like make something work and it's just not sticking so I applaud you for having a title that is my biggest challenge writing a book I cannot start writing anything unless I have a title or like if it's a paper for school if I yeah. don't have, if I don't have my thesis statement written I cannot write the rest of the paper I feel like I so many have- authors are like that I'm like how how do you have the title before you have the story yeah, I, I have the title for the book that I'm writing, and then I have, like, 400 words, and that's it. <laughs> so, wait, how do you get the idea for your title if you don't have, like, a story written? Like, like where I, do you get it from? Like, I know what I want to write about. Okay. I just haven't gotten the motivation to, like, sit down and take all yeah. the thoughts and scenes that are in my head and, like, make them make sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So, like, they well, all kind of, like all the ideas just kind of like ran together and I was like Mm -hmm. that title makes sense for like the book that's impressive I don't think I could do that (laughs) I find that really weird I thought everybody came up with the title first for some reason because I know I (laughs) (laughs) no I have like a really weird process for finding titles because I cannot come up with them until I have like a really really good sense of the story and even then it's like pulling teeth like I don't know what it is about writing titles but it's so hard (laughs) I like created a whole TikTok about this like a whole instruction video one of my um, writer friends asked me to because she kind of had the same problem and I was like this is the weird process that I did I don't know why it had to be like this like I literally made a list of like words that reminded me of the book and it was like a hundred words and I was like playing like (laughs) a word puzzle like just mashing them (laughs) together over and over again until something worked it was crazy I'm really the same way with titles I cannot tell you how many things I have written in drafts that just are (laughs) untitled yeah I just don't understand I can I don't know maybe one day I'll get there and I'll have like a title and it'll be like a whole thing like I have a title before I read the book but for now it's just not gonna happen for me I'm struggling I think I need to try to write like the next work that I do. I think I need to try to write it before I come up with a title because I come up with a title and then I don't write anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, I can't figure out how to make like it all makes sense to me. But if I were to write it and be like, here, read this, it would not make sense to anybody else. Yeah. So. I think we all feel like that and then eventually somehow it ends up making sense like you just go around in circles until you get it right pretty much pretty <laughs> Sarah are you I was like oh shoot it's my turn are you I dead was, or... I just like her mic went out again or her thing I was like oh no okay um 
we discussed book recommendations earlier in the episode before we added you. Um, do you have a book you would like to recommend to our listeners? And if so, who is it by and what is it about? Oh, recommend a book. That is like a tall order. There's so many good ones. <laughs> uh, what Do you guys know like, kind of what genres your listeners prefer or like what, what you prefer? I don't think we really know what our listeners prefer, but I think we all sort of have like our own preferences. Okay. Well, one book I like literally recommend to anyone who ever, ever asks me is it's Spoiler Alert by Olivia Dade. It is a contemporary romance and it features a plus size main character, um, April. And she's, like, super confident, super smart, and there's, like, this whole cosplay slash fan fiction element to it, um, and it kind of has, like, Game of Thrones nods into, not the book, but, like, the show and, like, the cast drama, but um, it's just such a good book. Um, so if you like contemporary romance, I would a thousand percent recommend picking that up. Sarah, I heard cosplay mentioned. You might like that one. I was going to say, don't mind me. I'm running to Amazon already. I found on the top of like this page for the script. I was like, write down that title. (laughs) We're all going to go broke from Amazon. Like, it's just going to happen. I have so many books in my wish list that it's not even funny. Oh my gosh, yeah. I I don't want (laughs) to post my book wish list because it's got a bunch of like, with books in it and stuff and my aunt is very christian and i'm afraid she'd disown me <laughs> yeah I, i've since privated my my book wish list uh, um rachel pull a me and make a separate wish list for public consumption um i'm gonna have to like separate my witch books out of like my hey i just want to read this book so that i can post one of them and not have my aunt like beat me to death with a bible (laughs) Um, oh crap it's me (laughs) wow um i promise i'm usually a little more focused than this um sorry i got a notification i really need to like put my phone on do not disturb when we're doing this um, something that you and I uh, discussed briefly, I think yesterday or the day before, was morally gray characters within books. Um, do you kind of want to explain to our listeners like what a morally gray character is, just in case they don't know? And then like maybe tell us a little bit about the inspiration behind that type of character in your writing? Yeah, sure. I, this is one of my favorite topics. Um, so morally great character basically means characters you can't like comfortably classify as good or evil. They're usually like on a spectrum where they kind of blur the lines of morality. Um, so like I'm trying to think of a good example, but I can't like pull one to the top of my head. So I'll just like explain kind of what it means to me and like what I have planned. Um, so basically like the re- I'm really drawn to these type of characters just I think they like kind of challenge the reader and they play with your emotions like you're like I know I shouldn't be condoning this but like I want to and like you're kind of like if you're in the character's like perspective too then you're like you're on their side because you know you have like their perspective and their motivations but it's just like I like the kind of dance with that line of like what's right and wrong um and like challenging yourself as a reader to 
kind of push yourself to um, figure out how you feel about a character. And like, I like that confusion and like getting tied up in their emotions with them. So for me, it's really intriguing to like explore that kind of darker side of like character writing and just humanity in general. So for me, like, especially because my main characters are going to be women, I feel like that's something we really don't see because so many main characters are like either super innocent or super like sheltered or they just like are the heroes like through and through and they just like have this quest to like save their country or save their friends so that's like a really typical kind of like female main character and for me like kind of pushing that boundary with morally great characters where they're like doing things that are absolutely like not right but their motivations Mm, I don't know you know you might have tr trouble like really like this like disagreeing with what they're doing like for example my main character of my debut she's on this quest for revenge and she's doing these like really terrible things but like she's doing them to like bad people and like the motivation she has for doing these is like I think <laughs> pretty justified and it's kind of like I like that um complication of a story so, and then also you kind of have, like, those, a lot of the time when you read, like, dark romance, you have these, like, morally gray love interests where the guy is, like, you know, doing all these, like, kind of sketchy things, but, like, also he, like, treats the girl like gold. And so I really like that, like, duality. I think it's fun to write, and I think it's fun to experience that as a reader. Like, I think it keeps things exciting and just makes it, like, a more dynamic experience. But yeah, so for my characters being women, I think it's, like, a good way to push against that kind of, like, societal expectation of women to be, like, pure and innocent and good. So, yeah, I want to I wanna push that boundary and make some, like, you know, badass, murdery, rebellious <laughs> characters. We love badass, murdery, rebellious characters. <laughs> I was um, thinking about, like, popular characters, why we were talking about it. Would we count... Uh, Rosalie from Twilight, whenever she went and, like, killed her abusers, if y'all read it and know, would we count that as morally gray? Yes. I do. Okay. Like, I, I would. that is. Yeah, because, like, you know murder is wrong, but, like, the circumstances. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, kind of like that. I think there's a bunch of, like, varying degrees to how, like, morally gray works, but, like, I would say she is. I just wanted to give a popular popular one out there just in case anybody else didn't know because that one I was like hmm I don't think I knew much about morally gray characters for some reason <laughs> I, <did not. laughs> I mean yeah thank you for providing so I was like I know I love them so much and there are so many oh I have to think of a good one have you guys read the shadow between us or shadows between us no no Okay, it's like a YA fantasy, but like the main character in that is morally gray. Um, I think her name's Alessandra, but for listeners, it's a pretty popular book talk book. Um, she's definitely morally gray because she goes there with the intention of like killing the king. I think I read this like super fast last year, but like she goes there with the intention of murdering and she does like all this shady shit, like the whole book. And then, like, you know, it ends up being like she he, she has like a change of heart. It's so yeah, I think that's a good example for anyone who's read that. It's funny a minute ago that you mentioned like the varying degrees of like being morally gray because when I picture like morally gray characters, I don't know if any of you play D&D, &D, but I see like the lawful good, the chaotic evil, like I see that chart. Oh, I, I mean, yeah. I, I haven't played D&D, &D, but I know what chart you're talking about. Like I yeah. see that chart when like we're talking about morally gray characters. 
Yeah, I could kind of see that working. That's like the way, because I had to look it up to make sure that I was like (laughs) understanding fully what you were saying. Yeah. I was right with what I was thinking, but I was like, I'm going to look this up to make sure I don't sound like a moron in a minute. Um, And like, as soon as I did, I was like, oh, that's like the, like the neutral, good, chaotic, evil chart that, uh, like we look at when we're like making characters for D&D because I play D&D, um, sort of, I'm not good at it at all, but, (laughs) um, like that's just what I pictured when, yeah, I could totally see that kind of like playing into it for sure. Okay, is there anything else you'd like to discuss about yourself or your uh, writing or anything just in general? Um, you know, I'm just, I'm excited to be kicking off this whole new journey. And um, it's awesome to be able to connect with other people like yourselves who are like, some of you are writing your own books and or just like from a reader's perspective, it's cool to like have this community, I think, um, as someone who just started like kind of like writing professionally, I think like, I think book talk has been such a game changer. Like I know I found your uh, profile on book talk. So I think it's just like, I want to shout out to like how much book talk has helped me like make this journey. Like, I don't know that I ever would have sat down and started writing without like everyone's excitement about books and like having discussions about like characters and plots and like genres. I just think it's been like life changing for me. I don't know if you guys have had like that kind of experience with your writing, but like, even just like my late night writers club, like I found them on TikTok, and like, that's been a huge source of like, my time to sit down and write. Um, So yeah, that's just something that's really important to me to like highlight and like my author journey. It's been like a pivotal thing. And also author talk being such a huge resource, which I'm sure you guys can relate to. Oh, yeah, I love to word storm. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I love book talk so much. I like you said, I would have never wrote a book unless I saw like all these independent authors like putting out their work and showing hey look I can do that and so that's- yeah I totally agree I fixed my mic um that's what I was trying to do as well on my TikTok just like I posted my first it's not bad but not great review on TikTok mm-hmm. as well and be like hey look this happens you this is how it can make you feel and I don't know everybody is just so kind on there and I love it so much yeah they really are um, so complete side question. Um, so you're like late night writers group. Mm-hmm. How does, I know you said you found them on TikTok, but how does one go about reaching out to join a group oh. like that? Because I think I need like the group motivation in order to like actually sit down and write, because if I'm left to do it on my own, it will never happen. <laughs> I totally agree. I literally have started like a thousand, like so many book ideas and just dropped them. Cause I'm like, eh. I don't have the time at the end of the day to do it. But um, so yeah, so I found this group on TikTok. It was literally just like this author, even more showed up in my timeline. She was talking about it. Um, But I feel like if you, so our group meets um, like four or five days a week at 8 p.m. Pacific. So if that timing doesn't work for you, I feel like you could easily find other writing groups. um, If you just like search the hashtag writing sprints, Um, because so many people have like, they'll host like lives throughout the day where they just sit down and like, run their stream and you like sit down and it keeps your phone busy so like you're not getting notifications you're just like writing with them and usually they'll like set a timer and stuff so yeah I would look up the hashtag writing sprints um 
and then you could also look up like writing groups um i think that's what a lot of people do with those groups is just like spend the time writing but keeping each other from getting distracted but i highly recommend our group it's awesome um eva is a huge resource and she is like such a big motivator like i could not have done this without her she is just like gets me online and like excited to be there and then the whole group is there like cheering you on and like you can ask questions during the thing and they'll like answer like give you ideas and like it's a great feedback loop too and we have like a discord so if you're interested in that i highly recommend it but you can also find your own group with those hashtags that i mentioned that was so helpful thank you (laughs) yeah of course i'm just like i'm too shy like i know like for the people that actually know me like i'm not that shy but when it comes to reaching out about something like that i'm like i don't want to do this this is scary well the cool thing too with tiktok is like most people run lives so if you find out what time they're going to be on live you can literally just like sneak in and sit there and write with them and like if you don't want to like talk you don't have to you like just get that kind of like screen time that would be helpful too thank you you don't have to be like hey can i join your group it's just like you show up (laughs) on the live because it's public you know yeah um side topic this has nothing to do with this but i just wrote myself a note and i will tell um storm and rachel this in the chat after we're done i just can't announce it here yet because we haven't um discussed it yet for the podcast oh it has to do with the the discord okay so you can edit that part out i just want a reminder if someone can provide me with one i don't know if i can actually edit it out in the middle of the episode i haven't figured out how to do that yet but Oopsies. Uh, yeah, um, surprise, everybody. We're eventually getting a Discord. Yeah. <laughs> surprise. Making us a Discord. There's that. If you have Discord and you want to join it, just. Yeah, safe. I would love to. <laughs> oh, God, I'm lost. Is it me? No, it's Sarah. <laughs> okay. I think it's me. I suck so much tonight. I suck always. It's okay. I mean, same. <laughs> Um, okay, I think we are out of questions for you, but before you go, is there anything you would like to ask any or all of us? Um, yeah, I would. Um, so when you guys are, you know, talking to authors and, you know, trying to get to know them better and make recommendations based on your own experiences, like, what do you guys, what makes you excited to read the author's book or, like, makes you excited to continue engaging with them? That's a good question. That really is. I'm trying to, <laughs> like, I know I was silent, but I'm trying to think. Like, what a word. Okay, I think I got one. I'll go. Okay. <laughs> so, whenever we're talking to authors, at least me, I like to hear how excited somebody is about their work. Like, if you're passionate about your work and I can see that, I become passionate about your work. So, like, the way you talk about, like, your characters and everything that made me so drawn to your book i'm like okay just take all my money (laughs) i I totally agree i feel that too and i like see authors on tiktok talking about their stuff like i think it's the enthusiasm like if you're enthusiastic about it then somebody else is going to be enthusiastic about it but if you're just like yeah this is my book here (laughs) nobody want to engage with you totally but like no energy and no like emotion behind talking about it. And I think just like getting the details, like the, this is how I came up with this or the, this is like my creative process. Like 
the inside stuff that like you don't really see with like traditionally published authors Mm -hmm. I think kind of makes me a little bit more drawn into it because you see the hard work that goes into actually writing the book and it would appreciate what you're going to be reading even more than you would have if you just like pulled it off the shelf in a bookstore yeah I can totally agree with that Uh, like especially because like I feel like when you have people on TikTok like talking about the process stuff you feel like you're kind of like part of that journey if that makes sense yeah Mm -hmm. definitely so I totally agree Sarah what makes you excited about like talking to authors and stuff I mean like you all said just kind of being able to see the behind the scenes things like like you said the whole here's what I do to combat this or here are the details that I implemented that I think are very that can be personal but also very interesting all at the same time Oh, side note, there is a girl on TikTok. I forget her name. I'm going to have to find it eventually. And every time she gets a good review, she takes a shot of whiskey. And every time she gets a bad one, she drinks some wine <laughs> and makes like, a whole video about it. And I, I love, love that. her to pieces. That's I'm awesome. That, I'm going to remember that because I have copious amounts of whiskey and wine. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like seeing that vulnerability of like, people's words matter whether it's good or bad and nobody's gonna like love your book and nobody's gonna absolutely hate your book like everybody you know as a whole but there'll be individuals that are like this is the best thing in the world and there'll be others that are like oh I don't agree with this and that and seeing how other people like handle it as an author I truly love that honestly yeah it's so awesome if you happen to remember who that is if you can send me their tiktoks I definitely want to follow them because I totally feel that on like such a like such a level. Like I would I would do that. I love that idea. I'm probably gonna like try it out. Hopefully, I don't get too many bad ones, but <laughs> I'll keep the um, wine on hand. <laughs> I feel like I'd get burned out on the whiskey though. Oh yeah, I'd have to mix it up. Like, <laughs> like shots of whiskey aren't really my thing. I'd rather have a glass of it. I'll just do shots of tequila. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you have like any other questions for all of us or just one of us or Sarah seems to get the majority of our TikTok questions that are focused on just one of us (laughs) please ask these two questions so I stop feeling bad everybody loves Sarah we had like three questions specifically for her (laughs) um I would love to hear individually about your projects I know like you mentioned that you had like been kind of starting a book um, but you haven't, like, gone the far. But if you, like, want to talk about that, I would love to hear more about it. Or maybe, like, just in general, like, maybe your guys' like, favorite book that you've read this year. Or just, like, maybe something personal like that. I'm going to let Storm go first because she's actually published her book. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I made a oopsies and I accidentally published my book a month early. <laughs> <laughs> the book came out on my birthday, so it was like I got a birthday present. <laughs> Um, so I wrote a mystery book called The Pen Pal, A West Virginia Mystery. I actually almost forgot the name of my own book. (laughs) Uh, it's based in West Virginia and the main character, her name is Shiloh Ray and she's a military spouse, new mother, and she is suffering with postpartum depression and overall loneliness from living in Alaska. Um, so she gets like really down and 
she actually is about to kill herself and she's like I can't do that like I have a child depending on me um so she decides that she's going to reach out for help and she goes to like therapy and then she also decides to reach out to a pen pal group on Facebook and that's where she meets Penelope Young and they become the bestest of friends until one day the letters stop and she finds out that Penelope actually went missing and that's when the whole story just goes from there so that sounds so interesting I love like I love mysteries written by women I think there's just something like so like well crafted about like the suspense of it like I'm a huge Jillian Flynn fan and I like love Gone Girl and Sharp Objects and that for some reason that kind of just gives me similar like vibes not like the storyline <laughs> or anything but just kind of like I don't know something about it and I love books like that I love that you like said that that made my whole day honestly <laughs> <laughs> yeah those books are awesome yeah okay Rachel your turn oh my goodness okay so um, (laughs) my book is called Outside the Truth Um, it's also based in West Virginia it's not it's based on a real location but I'm changing like all of the names of the places to be completely fictional Um, it's about like the main character's name is Blair her dad is the sheriff's deputy of this really rural or like he's the sheriff of this really rural county and she's one of his deputies and everybody knows everybody in this town. There's like 500 people um, and the only like outsiders they get are like the old men that come in during trout season to fish because that's like huge in West Virginia um, and one day this like young like mysterious country boy rolls in and nobody knows where he came from nobody knows anything about him nobody likes the fact that he's there because he looks like he's trouble like everything about him screams he's bad news we need to get him out of our town and like her dad keeps saying no Blair no Blair you can't like stay away from him you don't need any you don't need to have anything to do with him but she's convinced that she's going to find out like who he really is um and I don't know how to, like, explain anymore without giving it away. Yeah, I but... feel like that's, like, the hard part about, like, mis- like <laughs> books that revolve around a mystery. So, basically, he is living out, like, this is where I got the title. He is living outside of, like, who he really is. Um, like, when he first comes into town, he's got, like, a fake name and, like, a fake backstory and everything. And the, and he- oh, no, who? Storm disappeared. It'll be okay. Um... <laughs> So he's like living a lie um, or living outside the truth. Um, And then she gets super wrapped up in him and like trying to figure out who he is. And then all of a sudden the trouble that was following him shows up and like she gets involved with that. And then her dad kind of swoops in at the end of the day and like saves everybody. Um, But it's also kind of like the mystery it's not as much like true crime is what storm mm-hmm. like crime based is what storms is, but it's kind of kind of crimey. Yeah, it sounds really good. Um, that's like kind of based on like not your life, but like things that from like pieces of your life, right? Like you, I think you said on a different episode, your dad is also in law enforcement, and then that you all grew up in like the the kind of area where the story is based. Yeah, like um, Sarah and Storm and I all grew up in the same town, like the one that uh, Storm's book is based in. But I don't know what's happening in my living room, but the sounds are very. <laughs> I'm just like, 
everything's fine. Um, but the area that my book is based in is like two hours away from our hometown. It's like a, a storm might know where I'm talking about. It's called Bemis. It's a really small community. There's like maybe 25 houses in a church. Oh, wow. In this little town and like you go across a bridge and there's like one way in and one way out and people just show up to fish. Like people just come in to trout fish. That's that's all that happens there. Um, that's so interesting. That's really cool that you have that like base to kind of like build off of and like use your knowledge of it to make it like feel really authentic. I think that's like a really cool thing that a lot of the authors can do is take like a real place and like turn it fictional but like keep so much of that authenticity and like heart in it. <laughs> Yeah, it's, like, and I kind of picked that area because, like, my whole family fishes, and, like, that's where my grandfather started fishing, and then my dad started fishing there, and, like, my brother is 18 years older than I am, so he was fishing there, and then they finally got me into fishing, so I kind of, like, really want to tie in the whole family aspect, too. That's so cool. I love that. Um, I don't, I obviously don't have anything nearly as worked out as what I should, but... <laughs> I mean, you have time. I do. I have all the time in the world. Exactly. Uh, Sarah, I know you don't have anything that's like... Yeah, I don't have anything really big or long I'm working on. I think I'm kind of saving up for that. Um, I have my senior project next year. And um, one of my options is to write like a fifth... Like it would be equivalent to about 50 pages I think of like a novella type oh cool um so I think I'm just gonna hold off on anything long until then so I don't burn myself out on ideas yeah do you have an idea already for that I just got ready to ask if she had an idea because I'm pretty sure she does um I'm actually between two because I'm allowed to start like prepping for it now you should let our listeners help you decide which idea. Like, you should yeah. us and our listeners help you decide. Okay, so the first one, the first idea was I was going to use it for NaNoWriMo last year. <laughs> um, I'm, Vincent Mango is, like, my favorite artist of all time for multiple reasons. Um, so the idea kind of stemmed from that and a particular Doctor Who episode. Because I used to really, I used to watch Doctor Who like all the time, and I kind of strayed away from that for a while. But um, the main character, who is unnamed, I don't have a lot of this planned out, um, finds herself back in time to when Van Gogh was still was still um, living, a cut like like a couple months before he would eventually commit suicide. Um, and it's just kind of that adventure of, I know I'm not supposed to meddle, but I want to meddle <laughs> with this timeline. Really cool. Are you like uh, really into history and stuff or is it just like you're really intrigued by this specific topic? Um, a bit of both. That's I'm really also- cool. I like really admire people who can do like historical based books. Cause I'm like, Oh, I could never be that organized, but it sounds like such a cool concept. Um, okay, and then, like, the second idea is the one, I think I mentioned it, like, in the first episode, but it's kind of evolved slowly, is it would start out as, basically, it's fan fiction based, 
but I've been developing it into my own world at the same time. So I'm <laughs> I'm really into anime. I watch a lot of My Hero Academia. Like I've watched it, I don't know how many times now. Too many. Um, but it's kind of centered in that universe. But with original characters instead. I like both of them so much. I started laughing whenever she said Doctor Who because I am such a big Doctor Who. Like, do we go with time travel or overpowered yeah. human, like overpowered superhumans? Okay, you kind of had me at time travel though. <laughs> like, I've been obsessed with time travel based stuff since that episode of Phineas and Ferb. I don't know if you guys <laughs> Phineas and Ferb when you were like, oh yeah. But, like, the episode where they're in the museum and they, like, fix the time machines. <laughs> so, I don't know why, but I feel like that would be great. Um, I would read either one of them, though. Same. They both sound really good. I think it just, like, depends on, like, what kind of research you want to do and, like, how much, like, fantasy element you want to have. Yeah. I had a side question, and then, like with everything else, I blanked. (laughs) Do you have anything else that you, like, want to talk about, like, with your books, or, like, anything else that you want to know about us? We love questions, so if you have any more, please keep them coming. Yeah, actually, I did want to ask, like, I I wanted to know what your biggest, like, goal for this podcast is, or, like, what you really want to, like, get or achieve with it. Um, I know you guys started pretty recently, but I feel like you guys kind of like been cultivating kind of your, like your audience and like what kind of like things you want to learn about authors. So yeah, I just like to learn more about like what you guys hope to achieve with it and like kind of what your overall like goal and drive is for it. So I was kind of waiting to see if Sarah or Storm chimed in. (laughs) Um, For me, like I just, with the title being like women who write, I know we'll probably eventually, like, interview, like, a male author, but so far it's been women, and I really, I don't know who's really staticky, but. Yeah, that's what I was hearing a second ago, too. I don't know. That might have been me. I think I was moving my laptop. Oh, yeah, probably. (laughs) Um, I just feel like getting, like. I don't want to necessarily say equality because I feel like you hear a lot more about female authors already, but, or at least I do, like that seems to be all I see in bookstores and like all the books that I pick up are like written by females. Um, But I just kind of want to like push the, oh, look, we did this. We did that. Look how, and I like learning about, like the process for everybody else and like be like because I feel like we're kind of involved in that process because you get to like talk to us about it Mm -hmm. I love that that's really cool yeah I feel like um it kind of depends what genre you're reading like what whether it's like men or women writing it because like you know if you read like a lot of YA I feel like that's like mostly women but if you read like high fantasy I feel like that's mostly men but I totally get what you're saying like it's awesome to be able to like bring women together like who are different parts of the creative process and like you know, share that, like, excitement and success. I'm really just trying to be a safe place for all authors wherever you're at. Like, whether you do fan fiction, Wattpad, you just want to write a book and haven't started yet, or you're a best-selling author, you know? 
I just want everybody to be able to listen and be like, wow, I'm trying to think of a response. It's <laughs> just not coming. I think something else, like what Storm just said, like the safe place for authors, I all, especially like when we get the Discord group up and running, like it'll be, Sarah just disappeared. Um, <laughs> it'll be a little bit more of like a community-based thing, but I feel like we can be a safe place for readers too because they can connect with like authors and learn more about like what goes into writing the books and Sarah why <laughs> it cuts storm off on my end again it's always you storm I don't know why it always I just you I disconnected myself a minute ago because I lost you I can't disconnect <laughs> or everybody will disconnect <laughs> <laughs> But I just feel like, you know, we can be that safe place for authors and readers alike because it's somewhere for everybody to, like, connect and just yeah. be more involved. I hope that makes sense. Like, it's making sense in my head, but it doesn't sound like it's making sense. Oh, no, totally. It does. Like, creating that community, like, the bridge between authors and readers where you can just, like, kind of, like, feed off each other's excitement over books and writing and all of that. No, I totally get it. I think it's awesome that you guys are going to like try and cultivate that community with your podcast and like the discord and everything. I would love to join when you guys have that up and running. I think it's so cool to have like more um, synchronicity between authors and readers and like kind of bring down that barrier that's always been there, especially like with so many um, indie pub or indie authors and new authors coming out. Like, I think it's like a great time to do that. Sarah, do you have anything to add since you couldn't come up with a response? <laughs> I don't know if she can hear me. Sarah? I think Sarah's <laughs> just here for a good time. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know what's wrong now. It's <laughs> funky. <Monkey. laughs> the technical difficulties are brilliant. Um... I mean, props to you guys for being able to run a podcast because I could never. I feel like it's there's so many little things you guys have to like figure out. I think you guys are doing a great job. But like, I could never <laughs> do what you guys are doing. So props I, to you. I actually had a podcast before this one that sort of like tanked. Like it wasn't that like nobody was listening. It was just it was my boyfriend, me, and our old roommate. We would talk about, like, serial killers and haunted places and, like, cryptids and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then we all got really busy and our roommate moved in with his girlfriend. And then my boyfriend and I moved and we just never did anything else with it. So I sort of already kind of, like, had a little bit of experience. But I'm having to reteach myself everything about anger because I forgot everything. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's a ton to learn. But that's I awesome that you've been able what to do I was it. doing. And I was like, hey, Rachel, Sarah, let's do a podcast out of absolutely nowhere. So <laughs> I rely on these two a lot more than I probably should. But... She messaged me and she was just like, you want to start a podcast? I kind of want to be in it too. And I was just like, I don't really care. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Ask Sarah. Sarah was just like, absolutely. If the offer is still standing. <laughs> so here we are like four. Is this four weeks deep? I think we're like four weeks in. Yeah. So yeah. that's awesome. I'm excited to keep listening to you guys. And I'm really happy that you guys were able to be my, my first podcast. I had a great time being here. So thank you for having me. Thank you for thank you so letting much for being on. 
and like put in absolute chaos. (laughs) (laughs) No, I had a great time. Is there any storm just fell off the face of the earth again? Um, Is there anything else that we need to talk about or that anybody has to ask before we bring this to a close? No, I'm just excited to keep following you guys along and hopefully like we'll stay connected on TikTok and stuff. And I'm looking forward to seeing how your books are like evolve over time. And um, yeah, I'm just excited that we all got to connect. I am as well. I still don't know where Storm went and I don't know if Sarah can hear. <laughs> yeah, I can hear. We're good. Okay. Well, I'm good. <laughs> Thank God. Um I think Storm thought we were ending, so let's <laughs> just go ahead and wrap this up with our Sarah. All right. Um, it was great having you. Thank you for coming on here. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for you. having me. I really had fun. Uh, we have absolutely adored having you, and we would love to have you back in a future episode to sit down with us and, like, discuss the process, of the progress. Oh, my goodness, if I could read. Um <laughs> of your books a little more and maybe like dig deeper into some like themed episodes. Cause we have like um, an episode planned to discuss nothing but writer's block and like how to deal with it. And then we have like a whole episode that we're going to dedicate to smut in books because we've had several conversations <laughs> about that. Um, so we would definitely like love to have you back. Yeah. Um, I'd love that. That sounds so awesome. That sounds really Be- fun. Before you hop off, can you like list your social media that it's like okay for our listeners to follow you on and tell them where they can get your books? Um, I do have them already in the show notes since you sent those to me the other day. But we just like to have authors like say it as well. Oh yeah. Um so you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok. Those are the only author profiles I have so far. Um it's author Alexis C. Manis on both. Um, my books for the first one, the anthology Curves and Magic, that is currently up for pre-order on Amazon. Um, and then paperback will be available, um, on the day of release, which is March 11th, 2022. And I believe we're going to be having that, um, up on like basically all major retailers. And then of course, Amazon. And then, um, for Vengeance Becomes Her, that is still a work in progress, but I'm hoping to do that through Ingram, so I should have that available everywhere, and I will definitely be posting updates on my socials um, about when that release date is set and where you can get it, so definitely follow me along for more info if you're interested in either of those stories. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so lucky to find three amazing authors to interview and have all three interviews go so well. Alexis was amazing and her books sound great. We have gotten incredibly lucky. All of them have been so sweet and so fun to talk to. Before we go, do we have anything else to talk about? Uh, I don't think so, except for Rachel's reminders at the end. I agree with both of you in terms of our authors and the interviews. I have loved talking with all three of them and I can't wait to see what our futures, future interviews bring us. All of today's authors' social media and book information is linked in the show notes. Our social medias are also linked within the show notes. Questions can be submitted in the form in Storm's TikTok bio or sent to my email listed at the bottom. 
Authors can request to be interviewed via this form in Storm's TikTok bio or to my email at the bottom if you know you don't have TikTok. Um, remember that donations for Books for Kids are being accepted now through December 22nd. My cash app is RachW18 and will be listed in the show notes. And just a reminder, I will post proof on TikTok of all the donations we receive and of myself making the donation directly to Books for Kids. I have also linked all three of our link trees and the like, since Sarah doesn't have a link tree. She used some fancy thing that I couldn't figure out. (laughs) (laughs) And scene. Just kidding. Sarah has a line. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks for tuning in to Women Who Write.